Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. Talking golf 52 weeks a year and loving it. Hello, fellow golfers, and welcome to America's longest running network radio golf show. It's Tea to Green. And what a week in golf and for golf it has been. We are coming to you from the Colorado Club in Parker, Colorado, the site of the 2013 Solheim Cup. Three days of competition between the best American lady golfers and the best from Europe. I'm Jay Ritchie along with Jerry Butenoff. Great to have you with us. Thanks for making Tita Green a part of your weekend. And what a terrific weekend it has been. There's been some good golf. There's been some bad golf, some great golf. There's been lots of fun, high drama, a wonderful golf course, good Colorado weather, and large crowds. It all culminates today with Europe in control. The U.S. team is down, but not out. Great guests on the show for you on Tita Green today, one of the key players in golf. And behind the Solheim Cup, LPGA Commissioner Mike Wan will be here to talk about the past, present, and future of the LPGA Tour. And also we'll hear from both team captains, Meg Mellon from Team USA, Lisa Lott Neumann from Team Europe, Lisa Lott in the driver's seat along with Team Europe. But as I said, the U.S. team down but not out heading into the final day and 12 singles matches today. 12 points at stake in the Solheim Cup on the final day of competition here at the Colorado Club in Parker, Colorado. We'll talk more about that. And uh, Mike Wan joins us today, the commissioner of the LPGA Tour, coming up on Tee to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Now you can follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. Tita Green on iHeartRadio.com slash talk. Jay and Jerry teeing it up with the commissioner of the LPGA, Mike Wise. We are live on SportsByline.com and TitaGreenRadio.com on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Hey guys, do you know your testosterone levels? Why not? Each year, declining testosterone robs more of your energy, drive, motivation, and yes, it even affects your romantic life. Take control of your testosterone levels and give us a call. Progene, the leading testosterone supplement found at GNC, Rite Aid, and other national retailers, is actually giving you a free one-month supply with this exclusive radio-only offer. But only if you call today. So if you'd like to feel younger like you did in your 20s, call now to try Progene risk-free and feel more power, performance, and passion with Progene. Don't believe us? We'll even prove it works. Ask about our at-home testosterone test kits and see for yourself what Progene can do for you. Call 1-800-520-6489 for details. With over 20 million tablets sold, you too can get back in the game with Progene. That's 1-800-520-6489. Again, that's 1-800-520-6489. 
In 2000, the U.S. national debt was $5.6 trillion, and gold was 272 an ounce. By 2010, the U.S. debt was $13.5 trillion. Gold had risen to 1421 Today, our government is projecting over $20 trillion of debt in the year 2016. Isn't it time you own gold? You can't control federal spending, but you can control where you put your investment dollars. Goldline has safely delivered billions of dollars in gold to its clients for over 50 years. Diversifying with gold is a smart strategy. Call Goldline today to receive your free investor kit, 800-319-9027. Ask them about payment options and read their important risk information to see if buying gold is right for you. Use your credit card for safety and convenience. Don't wait. Call Goldline today, 800-319-9027. It's the show by golfers, for golfers. You found it. Key to Grange. Hey, Richie, alongside Jerry Butenoff, coming your way from the 2013 Solheim Cup. It shows on the road this weekend, not at our usual home, the Broadmoor, down in Colorado Springs, but we're not that far away, uh, just a little over an hour's drive, Parker, Colorado, outside of Denver, southeast of the city of Denver, and the Colorado Club in Parker, Colorado, hosting this year's Solheim Cup, that's the biannual event held every two years, uh, the women's equivalent of the Ryder Cup, best female golfers from Europe versus the best America has to offer. It started back in 1990, Jared. The U.S. holds an 8-4 advantage, and the Americans have never lost on American soil. But that is in jeopardy this year. A couple of things that Europe can do today, they can win over in the United States for the first time, and they can win back-to-back Solheim Cups for the first time. Uh, for those uh, people that don't know what exactly transpired yesterday, the U.S. cut the margin to one point in the morning, and then uh, a total disaster for the United States team in the afternoon as Europe swept all four matches 4-0, starting with an unexpected uh Rookie captain's pick selections of Charlie Hall and Jody Ewart shot off, taking down Lexi Thompson and Paula Kramer. And then uh, it is now 10.5 to 5.5. Europe leads. Uh, it equals the biggest margin uh, ever after two days. U.S. was up by 5 in 98. Europe was up by 5 in 2000. Both those teams went on to win. And just as a comparison, the last four Solheim Cups, three of the four have been eight to eight after two days. The other one was eight and a half to seven and a half. So that's how close this competition has become. And uh, it just indicates um, with the Europe sweeping the afternoon uh, how um, they're giving the U.S. You know, a licking right now. Pretty good. Play. And uh, and Meg Mallon has uh, front loaded her uh, lineup today to try and get things going, and we'll see what happens. We'll talk more about the Solheim Cup, and we'll hear from Meg Mallon and Lisa Lot Neumann later in the hour. But our first guest is standing by. Early 2010, Mike Wan became the commissioner of the Ladies Professional Golf Association, the LPGA. Now in his fourth year as the head man of the LPGA, he joins us today on Tee to Green, Mike. Thanks for uh, taking the time, and we finally got you on the big show here. <laughs> Thanks, JJ. I appreciate being asked. You know, uh, I, when I when I read that that you've been commissioner four years already, it, I kind of did a double take. Does it seem like that long? <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing how fast it goes. It really seems like yesterday. I was at Madison Square Gardens, and we were talking about getting started but uh it's been a great four years and you know it, uh, there's nothing better than being here at colorado golf club and, and seeing what it, what this is doing for women's golf you before taking the uh the lpga job you held a number of jobs in and out of the sports world was this lpga commissioner job say 10 years ago or so was it even on your radar screen now, I always tell people there's, uh, you know, nobody goes to college to uh, major in commissionership. There's no school you go to. There's no class. Pretty sure I wouldn't have done well in the class if I had been. And uh, I got into the sports business because it's always been a part of me. I was a caddy when I was 12. I was cutting greens in fairways in the, you know, summers during college. So, you know, golf's, a, you know, an important part of my life. Always has been. I'm pretty sure always will be. And when I got the call, I guess, late 2009, and they said, uh, Hey Mike, would you be interested in it? Just it was nothing I'd even thought about. I lived in California. I knew the job was in Florida. 
I'd sort of made a promise to my wife and kids I would travel less. I obviously failed on that one. And um, but it was an opportunity to kind of give back and uh, and be a part of something that's always been a part of me. How many people told you, the, Mike, the LPGA commissionership? Are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people said, um, you know, a lot of people said, what does commissioner mean? First off, and then uh, the, the good the good news I think for me, and maybe not for the sport, was that at the time the LPGA was going through what a lot of small businesses were going through. You know, there was a pretty significant recession going on in the states. You know, sp- uh, sponsorship was harder to find. They were going through a change in their television partnership. And so, you know, it seemed like a natural low point, and it's, it, that's exactly what it's been because I think since then we've, we've added a significant number of tournaments, uh, both in the U.S. and around the world. We've, you know, we've, we've dramatically changed our TV profile. We're up about 70% in U.S. television. And, um, and, the, and the cool thing is we, you know, we've gone from having about 50 countries watch us every time we played about 150 countries. This, this year, 2013, we'll have more television hours for the LPGA, both in the states and around the world, than we've ever had in our 63-year history. So, from a fan perspective and building a base and letting these greatest female golfers in the world be seen, it's really never been better than it is right now. Mike, one of the stories that I heard, uh, and, and you can confirm this maybe, is that uh, one of the things when you took over, uh, you realized being, you know, with the, the other sports jobs that you had about marketing and promotion and everything and and you were really dialed into making sure that the players were involved with the sponsors with the fans with the uh pro-am partners and that sort of thing and as it turned out from the story that i heard that you didn't really have to work that hard at it because these girls really get that part of it is is that what happened at the beginning there 100 percent right i made a comment i guess in my third or fourth month that you know our goal has got to be to be the most customer-centric uh, athlete, athletic group in the world. We, we've got to be more focused on our customers than any other sport. I didn't find that some of the other big sports, you know, while they put on some incredible exhibitions for the fans, didn't tend to be too focused on the people writing the checks behind the scenes. And so I thought I was going to come in and do a lot of educating, you know, teach the players and the caddies and the rules officials and everybody else how important it would be to make sure that our sponsor get what they need. I, I got educated. I didn't do much educating. I and mean, they were so far ahead of me on that on that front and all we really have done in the last few years is is provide even more opportunity i mean i can't tell you how many players said to me in my first season tell us how we can help and it wasn't you know it wasn't just nonchalant they really were asking and you know people i think would be surprised how much an lpga player not only knows but how much they they are involved in making sure that our title sponsors week in and week out you know achieve their objectives for that week or for that season and um and i think that makes us different i always say that you know when you know, when, when a LPJ title sponsor gets 50 thank you cards in the in the mail the week after, I promise you that's probably the first 50 they've ever received from an athlete, regardless of how many things they might sponsor. Mike Juan is our guest, the fourth-year commissioner of the LPGA, the Ladies Professional Golf Association. Mike, so you came in and you said you were educated a little bit, and then you you saw the enthusiasm that the girls themselves had for their product. What sort of battle plan or game plan did you come up with after that? Well, you know, we, we've we've done a few things. You know, we uh, every time a player signs up to play in a tournament on a Tuesday night, they get a two-sided sheet called the customer profile sheet, and on that sheet it says who's writing the check this week. It doesn't say who's the title sponsor. It talks about the people that are really writing the check. It, it says what are they trying to achieve. We show pictures of the top executives and some of the top customers that those executives are bringing in. We suggest what you should tweet, Facebook. Um, on you know on your social network, I mean some of these players have literally hundreds of thousands of followers that get retweeted to millions of followers, and um, we tell them where to send their physical thank you note. Where do you actually write a thank you note and put it in the mail? We um, we provide a video of that on Wednesday night. If you didn't read it on Tuesday night, we want and that goes to everybody, anybody from the LPGA player or staff that's on site. And uh, the other thing I think that's been really a difference for the LPGA is. We, um, we created the language training group and, and sponsored a group out of Indianapolis called Language Training Centers, and they, uh, we, we pay for them to be at all of our events. We don't pay for language training, but you'll find these are the most overachieving young female athletes in the world. So some of them wanted to learn English. Some of them wanted to learn, learn Japanese. Some of them wanted to learn Korean. And at any given time, there's some, something in the neighborhood of 50 different LPGA players learning different languages, learning about different cultures. And that's really what's changed for us over the last four years is, you know, every one of our players can hold a conversation with fans, can, can handle themselves in a media room, can doing commercials outside of the country they were raised in. And it's really become, I always say, you know, the, the Olympics, in my mind, is the greatest sporting spectacle in the world 
because the best athletes in the world from all over the world are coming together to be number one in the world, and, and I like to believe we do that every week on the LPGA Tour. That's kind of cool when you get a Facebook uh, uh, message. Natalie Galbus is, wants to be your friend, or Christina Kim. I haven't gotten that one. Yeah, it, it really, you know, and and that speaks to what what you're talking about, Mike. And, and uh, what what better way than to draw more fans in to what you're doing? Yeah, you know, I always tell you know I always tell players and, and our staff that you know every day you have the opportunity to. To move the needle a couple of times, whether it's a young girl in an airport, you know, with a Titleist visor on, and you can walk up and be the person that makes her day, or you know, just grabbing a fan, letting them walk under the ropes. I saw that. I saw that happen in a practice round this week with Morgan Pressel. I mean, a little girl was standing on the side. Morgan signed a glove and gave it to her, and then let her under the ropes and walked with her down the down the fairway. I mean, I don't know uh, what that little girl will do long term, but I do know the golf course will always be an important, you know, important place and a fun place and a great memory. And, and that's really what we're trying to do every week. I mean. The, we're playing a great tournament here this weekend, and it's incredible to see how the state of Colorado and really the world has come to Colorado. I mean, 100,000-plus people are going to be walking around the facility, but what's really cool is the millions of people and a million of people around the world that are paying attention. And Mike, we need to take a break. Uh, we'll come back more with Mike Wong, Commissioner of the LPGA Tour, after this on T Green. Listen carefully. First American Student Aid can now help consolidate your federal student loans. We can help lower your monthly payment on federal government student loans. Call us today. We'll review your situation and work towards consolidating your federal student loans. In many cases, we can lower your monthly payment in half or more. It doesn't matter how much you owe, how far behind you are on payments, or even if you are in default on your federal student loans. Call us right now to find out how we can lower your payment in half immediately. Plus, we can stop harassing phone calls, stop the wage garnishment, stop the tax liens, even remove your default status. Consolidate your federal student loans, lower your student repayments, and stop wage garnishments today. Call us now. We can help. 800-949-8707. Do you have an idea for a new product? I'm Kevin Harrington. As an investor shark on a hit TV show and infomercial pioneer, I've launched over 500 new Inventor products. I've joined with InventHelp to look for new products for TV. InventHelp has been helping inventors since 1984. They can help you prepare your idea and submit it to companies for their review. While not every idea will work for television, InventHelp has more than 7,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. Do you want to find out how to try and get your idea in front of companies for their review? Well, call InventHelp today for free information. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. The call is free, and so is the information, so call InventHelp now at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Prices are for base buildings only. May not be available in some areas. Attention business owners, do you want a stimulus package that really works? Before you spend thousands of dollars more than you should on your next building project, listen to this. General Steel has a stimulus package designed to help you save as much as half the cost of conventional construction on your next building. As much as half. That's right. General Steel can save you thousands of dollars with a pre-engineered steel building designed for your business or church. How about a 50 by 100 foot building for under $30,000? So don't pay thousands more than you should without calling General Steel first and save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. With the projected demand for steel in Japan and China, prices may be skyrocketing. Call Be sure to add Peter Green to the Daily Pulse at iHeartRadio.com slash talk. iHeartRadio Talk. It's your favorite shows and personalities your way. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk. It's a way that you can listen to Peter Green no matter where you are or no matter where we are. This week we're on the road at the 2013 Solheim Cup. 
Parker, Colorado, just outside of Denver. Next week, we'll be on the road, too, uh, in the Mile High City for the Mile High Shootout, the Long Drive Championship, the 2013 Howard W. Messini Mile High Shootout, three days, starting Thursday. Actually, they're starting Thursday at the Keystone Ranch in uh, Keystone, Colorado, Keystone Ranch Golf Course, with a 1.30 shotgun start for the Pro-Am Friday. Another Pro-Am at Park Hill Golf Course in Denver. And then uh, the long drive event itself, Saturday, August 24th, at the Park Hill Golf Course at the driving range. The event begins at 9.30. It's free to the public. And you can find out more information at davyjones.mycustomevent.com. It's all in conjunction with the Youth Baseball Foundation of Colorado and the Win the Battle Foundation to Fight Cancer. We continue Live at the 2013 Solheim Cup, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenoff, and Mike Wan, the commissioner of the LPGA Tour, is on the line with us. We've been talking a little bit about the past and present of the LPGA Tour. Mike, um, one of the things you mentioned was the language thing, and I'm sure that has uh, made a big impact, especially with so many foreign players, uh, not just on the tour, but being such a big part of the LPGA tour. Yeah, you know, what's really interesting about the LPGA today, if you jump, you know, 20 from 20 years ago is great golfers are literally coming from everywhere. As a result of that, you know, we actually show up on TV everywhere. Like I said, an average LPGA event is on about 150 different countries, which I think might surprise a lot of your listeners. You know, as a result of these great players coming from everywhere, it means we've got fans following us from everywhere and the, you know, in the last few years if you if you looked, we've we've added sponsors, both title sponsors and official marketing partners from virtually all over the world. So, I mean, this was a sport that, generally speaking, you know, 30 years ago was a U.S.-European deal that now is, quite frankly, a global sport. And, uh, you know, 2016, we entered the Olympics in Rio, and I think all that's going to do is uh, throw the, the pace of the growth of the game for women's game uh, into hyperspace once we uh, start playing in the Olympics. Certainly, uh, Mike, we've seen in a lot of other sports that get into the Olympics, there's an expansion and you get players coming out of uh, countries that you hadn't heard from before. Tennis, certainly one of them. Uh, one of the things, uh, speaking of the international game, and we're at the Solheim Cup now, next year the, the International Crown event is going to debut uh, in uh, late July at the Caves Valley in Maryland. Um, eight countries, four players each. Um, tell us about that. I mean, obviously the U.S. and Korea are going to be involved in that, but uh, what countries are going to get into that, and, and how is that whole selection thing going to work out? Yeah, I appreciate you bringing it up. It, uh, we think it's going to be cool because at the end of the day, the golf community and the golfing world, even the sporting world, has never seen an event like the International Crown. Everything about it is a little different. It starts with how do you get in. We take the best four female golfers from every country, uh, and we add their Rolex world rankings together, and that gets you a country rank. So your country rank is essentially based on the ranking of your four best players. And then the best eight ranked, ranked countries in the world get in, and we'll do that every two years. So at the end of 2013, we'll add up the, the rankings of the four best players in virtually every country. We'll figure out who the best eight countries are, and those eight countries play. Two years later, at the end of 2013, at the end of 2016, we do the same thing, or at the end of 2015, we'll do the same thing, and those will be new eight countries. So if a certain country starts getting to be more successful and growing a greater, greater pipeline of female golfers, they have the chance to work their way in. Nobody will, no committee will pre-select. You get in based on the talent. We're also going to play it as the no coaches, no captains. The players will go in their own player room, and they'll make their own decisions on who plays with who and which single match you want to go out. There'll be eight countries. They'll play for three days, and at the end of three days, we'll eliminate half of the countries. So there'll be four countries that get into Sunday. We'll have one wild card country playing, you know, playing to get in. And on Sunday, we'll have five countries and singles matches, a lot like we'll see today at Solheim, you know, singles matches against each other. And at the end of those uh, four days, one country will, win, will be crowned the, the international crown of the best golfing country in the world. We'll do that every two years. This is your second, as commissioner, this is your second Solheim Cup, but your first here in the United States. Is the LPGA, and are you looking at, this 2013 Solheim Cup that is going on this weekend as as a way to to just keep the upward trend that we've seen in LPGA and ladies golf going and really get a huge bounce from it as well? No doubt about it. I mean, the good part for me is, uh, selfishly, 23 of the 24 players playing out there this week are LPGA members, and, uh, you know, so most of them want to the country matches have concluded or we'll be back playing on the LPGA on a pretty regular basis. It's, um, 
it's one of the few times over the course of our season where we essentially dominate the you know the golfing you know and media world i mean whether it's twitter print media i mean i just watched you know four hours of, of morning drive on tv and it's almost all focused on the Solheim Cup. And I'll be, I'll be honest to say that in the women's game, we don't always get that. I mean, the men may get that on a pretty regular basis. We only get that five or six times a year, so it's a special time for us. It also is a chance for these young women to really become household names. I mean, every year it seems like there's a player or two that, that comes bursting through. I mean, this year it's Carolyn Headwall, in my opinion. She's 4-0. and She has a chance to, if she wins today, she'll be the first person in in Solheim Cup history to win five points in one Solheim Cup. There's, you know, her, her assistant captain, uh, Karen Koch, has had four and a half one time. But uh, this is a player who probably a lot of people around the world didn't know. We know her from the LPGA because we've seen the talent get better and better each year. But I think she has a chance, and as do many others, of just breaking out. And I think what we've seen is a lot of players leave Solheim with a sense of confidence like they've never had before, and they go on to – they go on to start doing incredible things in the regular tour, and I see four or five players walking off the practice tee right now sort of with that confident look that um, I think is going to lead to a lot more victories. Who moves the needle and what moves the needle in women's golf right now? Well, it's funny. You know, usually when you ask that question, in, in, if, I, if I get that question in America, they want to know who moves the needle in America. You know, and that tends to be more of the big American stars, Paula Kramer, Christy Kerr, you know, Michelle Wee. Um, but the interesting thing for us is, you know, if it's if it's I.K. Kim or N.B. Park or Nai Young Choi, she moves the huge needle for us in terms of Asian following, Asian results. And, and quite frankly, over the last few years, a lot of those players are moving the bigger needle here. We have a player from Japan, Ai Miyazato, who uh, essentially is the Michael Jordan of, of female sports in, in Japan. I think it always surprises players when we get off in Japan and she'll be on the side of billboards and subways and trucks. And uh, when Ai Miyazato is winning, our, our website blows up with Japanese visitors in the middle of the night trying to follow the, follow the leads, and our TV ratings go through the roof. So it's kind of funny. It's a different world for us now, which is every time we have a player who's leading from a different, you know, from a different part of the world, um, the TV ratings in that part of the world go up, and Americans get to meet them that way. So um, that's where I think the Olympics might really help us from that perspective, too, which is, I, you know, I've said many times that at the Olympics is one of the few times when, when American viewers can actually fall in love with athletes that aren't even American. I was eight years old sitting on the edge of my couch watching Olga Corbett, who was a female gymnast from Russia. None of those things seemed to make sense to me at my, at my time. But we, you get to know these athletes, and it's hard not to, not to fall in love. It's hard not to follow them. Mike, you added a fifth major to the tour schedule this year, the Avion Championship in France. Is that, uh, you know, another follow-up with all the things you've been talking about? You know, it's one more chance to really put the LPGA in the forefront in the sporting world. And as international as the field is, you know, it's another international location for a major championship. Did all that uh, fall into making that decision? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think uh, I've said many times, I don't know if I was Fincham if I would have been pushing for a fifth major on the PGA Tour because maybe they just don't need it. I mean, the amount of exposure they might get at a regular Shell Houston Open or, you know, or, or uh, L.A. Open is pretty significant. For us, the majors are a whole different level of international attention, global coverage, media coverage. Uh, and Evian, uh, very similar to Kraft Nabisco or the, um, or the Rico British, you know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, uh, Kraft Nabisco was a tournament for, for 11 years before it became a major. The, the Women's British Open was a tournament for 24 years before it became a major. And, and Kraft's been a tournament for 19 years. Or excuse me, Evian's been a tournament for 19 years. So these didn't just pop up with somebody with a big check and a, and a big dream and say, I want to be a major. These were all tournaments that over the course of a couple of decades or more proved that they could take their tournament to the next level. And then when you want to put your trust in somebody for a major, you want to know it's somebody who's going to have that kind of vision and wherewithal and, and long-lasting history building. And with Evian, it's just it's special. I mean, any of our players who have been to Evian and what we call the Evian Mountain, which is in uh, Evian, France, one side is Lake Geneva, the other side is the Alps. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a special place. And, and we believe that you know, 20, 30 years from now, young girls all over the world are going to have the dream to get to the mountain, just like they have the dream to jump in Poppy's Pond at Kraft Nabisco or to win the U.S. Women's Open. And we think with Evian, we can create another dream and another moment for the world to pay attention. Mike Ron, LPGA Commissioner, our guest on Tee to Green today. Mike, last question as we're running out of time. U.S. down, down big, singles matches today. What do you think of the chances of a comeback? Well, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, that we've...
they built themselves a pretty big hole. And so, I mean, it, uh, if it happens, and uh, I think in the last few Ryder Cups and Solheim Cups, every time we, from the outside, have determined, we thought we know the answer, we've sort of been proven wrong. And, um, you know, Medine in Chicago just a year ago at the Ryder Cup certainly caught people off guard. I think uh, at this point, after four, four seasons in the job, nothing surprised me in terms of what goes on inside, inside the ropes anymore. And I, I'm certainly not willing to say it's a done deal. And, and should America come back, it would it'd probably go down as the greatest Solheim in history. And, and quite frankly, um, you got to give uh, you got to give the Europeans a lot of credit. I mean, this is something that's never been done before. They're doing it with uh, with more rookies on the team than we've seen in a long time, and uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool thing. I'm, I, all I really want to say, I'd like to see a surge early, and get everybody here in the Colorado Golf Club chanting like they've been chanting for the last few days. And all right, Mike Wan, Commissioner of the LPGA Tour, Solheim Cup, Green, coming your way on a Sunday. Be right back. Calling all motorheads. It's time to rise up and pay homage to the Freak Nation. Or just flip your fat radio on to Speed Freaks every Sunday night at 7 Pacific on the Sports Byline USA Network. Join me, Kenny Sargent, with Statman and Crash Gladys for a freak of a good time as we drop in on the biggest names in motorsports from IndyCar to NASCAR, the drags to Supercross, and a big-time rock and roll band from time to time. That's Speed Freaks, Sunday nights at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Studies show that as many as 90% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. Traditional vitamin D pills can lose up to 90% of their potency as they pass through our system. Introducing BioD Supreme, the absorbable vitamin D. This unique vitamin D spray quickly and easily provides therapeutic levels of premium vitamin D doctors recommend we need every day. Stop wasting your money on pills and get with the spray. Try BioD Supreme today. Call 1-800-709-7805. That's 800-709-7805. Again, 800-709-7805. 7805. Health insurance is on everybody's mind right now. You either don't have it or you have it and you think it's too expensive. And you probably feel like you don't have any options. We can help. We are InSphere Insurance Solutions. We offer health insurance plans from major carriers nationwide and likely have a plan that can save you money. Whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, InSphere Insurance Solutions can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. InSphere Insurance Solutions is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. Game Golf is revolutionizing golf, and now you can be a part of it at GameGolf.com. If you've heard about crowdfunding and wanted to get involved in all of the excitement around creative, groundbreaking companies, now you have the perfect opportunity with GameGolf.com. Game Golf lets you quickly and easily measure every aspect of your actual round. Go to GameGolf.com today to discover golf's newest and most innovative interactive technology. With GameGolf, you can track all of your shots and connect with your friends from around the corner to around the world. See your game, share your game, compare your game, and compete like never before. Graham McDowell and Lee Westwood are both early adopters, and you can be too. It's more than a great new product. It's a chance to be a part of something that will change the way golf is played. Go to GameGolf.com today and join golf's global revolution. You can see all of the perks that help make crowdfunding the most fun you'll have away from the links. Check out GameGolf.com today. Know your game. GameGolf.com. Destination listening for dedicated golfers. It's T to Green, the golf show on the road. 2013 Solheim Cup. Not a big road trip. We're just about an hour north of Colorado Springs, Parker, Colorado, and the Colorado Club at Crenshaw Corps design that opened around 2007 and already with the 2010 Senior PGA Championship. Now the Solheim Cup, a golf course and a golf club that's making its mark in golf. Really, it's, uh, it had uh, a few uh, financial issues uh, you know, in the interim here and and uh, we're kind of struggling there a couple years ago, but uh, the members uh, have bought into the club, and uh, it's being uh, the uh, 
you know, fabulous clubhouse that, that just got completed a couple years ago now. And, uh, of course, the course itself, uh, for people that, that haven't uh, maybe tuned in yet, uh, I recommend it. It's really cool. I mean, it's it's almost like a uh, prairie lynx-style course here in Colorado. Um, you know, it kind of feeds down towards the foothills, the way the lay of the land is here. And uh, just uh, Bill and, and Ben didn't do much moving of land here they they just kind of saw the property uh you know mapped out some things and uh you know just kind of laid things into the way that the natural flow of the land here and, and just a, a fabulous facility yeah i think people may be tuning in from all over the world all over the country expecting to see mountains and, and you can and, 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 and sure. but they're a little ways off here we're we're more like jerry said more of a lynx design lynx course here at Colorado Club. I want to tell you before we go any further, Jerry, about the 2013 Howard W. Mile High Shootout one more time. Three days later this week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Thursday, up in the mountains at Keystone Ranch. It's a pro-am event that starts with a shotgun start at 1.30. Still get in, 175 bucks per player. Friday, $99 per player for the pro-am that will be held in Denver at the Park Hill Golf Course. And then the pro-long drive event itself, on Saturday, 9.30 in the morning at the Parkville Golf Course driving range. They'll set up the grid there. This is free, open to the public. You want to bring the kids, want to pack as many folks into the uh, driving range area as possible. It's a lot of fun, and it should go for a while. Watch these guys hit the ball 400, 450 yards in the altitude here in the Mile High City. More at Davy Jones, Mike.mycustomevent.com, Davy Jones.mycustomevent.com. In conjunction with and the proceeds benefit the Youth Baseball Foundation of Colorado and the Window Battle Foundation. You can also go to T2GreenRadio.com, our website, and click on the Mile High Shootout icon and find out more. And we'll be up there next uh, weekend, as we yep. have been for this be three years running now, and uh, talking to the guys and uh, having a good time, and maybe even uh, getting a few holes in ourselves that day. Hopefully. That would be fun, because we certainly can't play in the long drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We just try and reach the driving range area that they're you know hitting to, but yeah, they're... Uh, they uh, they stretch it out pretty good up here. Singles competition today, 12 matches starting at 12.30 Mountain Time. Give us the rundown. 12.40, actually, and uh, Meg Mallon has, has front-loaded uh, Stacy Lewis, Paula Creamer, Brittany Lang, and Morgan Pressel uh, up first. Brittany Lang, far and away, uh, has played the best of any American. Uh, she is 2-1, and one, and... Uh, you know, if, if they can put some points up early and get the crowd into it and get the players that haven't teed off yet realizing, hey, we've got a couple two-up leads up out there, um, that that will work. Uh, the problem here is that coming from behind and also having lost uh, two years ago, they need that extra half point. So they need to win nine out of 12. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's where the problem comes in, in the middle of the order, Caroline Headwall, Katrina Matthew, and Suzanne Pedersen all stacked together by Lisa Lot Neumann in the middle of, the, of that section against Wee, Tiller, and Salas. And certainly the Europeans are going to be favored in all three of those. If they win those three, they only need a half a point somewhere else on the day uh, to, to uh, win the cup f uh, for this back-to-back -back for the first time ever. It's a tall order facing the American team yesterday after the disappointment of the afternoon session when the Americans went 0 for 4. McMallon disappointed but not ready to give up. You know, it just came down to, obviously, a lot of pots remain on the European side. I mean, I'm standing there on 17T and looking at Anna Nordquist's shot in the air, and I'm thinking, that's going to go in the hole, and it did. I mean, things like that just don't happen. But today for the Europeans, was a magical day for that team. Um, and for us, you know, it was one of those days that, that puck didn't drop. Um, we had matches in that turn of events of 50, 15, 16, and 17 that could have gone our way and didn't. And, um, you know, it's literally shocking to see us lose all four matches in the afternoon. Been a part of two teams. Um, uh, one Solheim Cup team and one team that we represented, um, the LCGA in Japan, that um, we were behind and won. In Wales, we won 
um, I believe, ten and a half points on Sunday. So it can be done. And that's when you go back and say to your team, is take care of your match, um, and it can be done. I mean, there's, there's 12 points to get out there tomorrow. I think we are a stronger team, and we can do it tomorrow. And that's what I'm going to tell them. But they have to take care of their match, and we have to win one match at a time. And it'll be fun seeing this crowd get behind that. McMallon yesterday in the press room after the wipeout by the Europeans over the Americans yesterday afternoon in which they won all four matches and all four points. And uh, what she was referring to, uh, Anna Nordquist, in the first uh, alternate shot match in the morning, Anna Nordquist and Caroline Headwall were leading Morgan Pressville and Jessica Corda one up through 16, and Nordquist aced the 17th. To, well, Corda had a shot to drop one on top of her yeah. after that, but that didn't happen. But, uh, you know, Nordquist with the ace to win the match, uh, that gave Europe uh, a three-point lead. But then the U.S. won the two-and-a-half points out of the next three. Uh, Stacy Lewis and uh, Paula Creamer got on the board. Uh, we and Lang took down Pedersen and Ricari, who had been very good the day before. And then the afternoon just turned out to be a disaster, as it turned out for the U.S. side. Yeah, there are 28 matches uh, spread out over the three days, so a point per match, 28 points available. 14 and a half, obviously, wins it. But the Europeans, as defending champions, if there's a tie, 14-14, they automatically retain the cup. So the U.S., as you said earlier, has to win 14 and a half. So they're sitting in the driver's seat right now. Lisa Lott Neumann's team, underdogs coming in. She has a bunch of rookies, and the rookies came through yesterday, and she was very, very impressed with her team's play. Just a wonderful afternoon to walk away with the four points. You could only have dreamt about that. Um, I'm just extremely happy and just extremely proud of how they all handled themselves and how good they played. So and just very happy. Yeah, would, would you have settled, given the way the afternoon had gone, would, would you have been okay if that last match had ended in a half? And how much of a boost was it when that putt dropped into the cup? Oh, yeah, that was just absolutely amazing, you know, with Christy hitting such a great shot up there. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, obviously, getting away with the four points in the afternoon, that was just over our... Expectations. I mean, I think I would have been pretty happy with a tie in the afternoon. I mean, if we were to come away with a tie, like a two-two in the afternoon matches, I think that would have been a pretty good goal for us. Since I rested, you know, all our uh, experienced players, we wanted to rest them for the single matches. So, I mean, to come up with four-zero in the afternoon was just over our expectations. Can you talk a little bit about? Um uh, the gutsy pairing of putting two rookies together, did it just come to you like that that was a good idea? No, it really... I had that dreamt up from the beginning. Since I picked Charlie and it's the British, actually, I already then chatted with Jody and was kind of checking how good of a friend are you. Could you imagine playing with her in a best ball? And they were like, yeah, we're good friends. I can totally see playing with Charlie. And, I mean, that actually came down to one of the captain's picks that was already in the works way back at the British when I did my picks. I don't know, it just had this gut feeling, and I went with it. It worked. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how many um, gut feelings do you have about tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I got some good ones. Celebrating too early. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they are right now. <laughs> They're on the bus back going crazy probably. <laughs> no, but uh, no, it's obviously a long way to go, so just kidding. They are going back to the hotel now, and uh, I think we just really got to just realize that, you know, stranger things have happened. I mean, we watched uh, uh, the Ryder Cup last year. I've been part of uh, the team back in 96 when um, um, it didn't go so well, and I think there would be another time, so... I think now it's the time to just really sit down and, and for everybody just to really look at their own match and everybody's going to go out and try to win their point tomorrow and don't spend a whole lot of time looking at that board and uh, and thinking that, you know, my teammates will get the point. So they need to go out and just focus on the game tomorrow and keep
keep doing what they've been doing, just hitting the fairways and greens and just putting some, some pressure on, on the U.S. team. Fairways and greens, that's the key right there. Right, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it wasn't like the U.S. Um, Maggot said later on that, that there wasn't a player out there that gave up on her yesterday, and, and three of those four afternoon matches went to the 18th hole, and uh, uh, Kerr and Pressel were, were uh, two down, uh, three down earlier in that match and, and had a chance to steal a half a point, uh, and then uh, Karine Ishay from France makes about a 40-foot putt from off the back of the green to win that match after she had totally messed up the 18th hole in her morning match. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it was good redemption for her. Um, you know, either we're going to see some history today or it's going to be over early. I mean, it's hard to tell what's going to happen. We've seen it happen uh, twice in Ryder Cups where teams have come from four back to win on Sunday. Nobody's ever come from five back in any of these team competitions, President's Cup, whatever, to win on a Sunday. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, the matchups look good for the U.S., uh, especially leading off. It, you know, it, it all kind of depends on, on how close some of these matches are. And, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, the way these things go, you know, the fourth match can end before the first one, depending on, you know, how close things are. So that will be a big gauge is as far as, you know, how the crowd reacts. I mean, it, it's about 80, 20 uh, you know, U.S. fans here, which is kind of what you expect. And, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, and a couple pl- uh, players to watch for, and if this girl ever comes over here full-time, she's going to be real successful, and that's Caroline Edwall from Sweden. Uh, won the clinching match two years ago uh, against uh, Brian O'Toole. Uh, and then uh, Caroline Masson from Germany, who has played over here a lot this year. Those are two young gals that American fans are going to learn a lot about today and a lot about in the coming years because they've really got game. Between the two of them, they're 6-0-1 this weekend. You may not have heard of some of these European golfers, but they can play, and they're proving it this week as well. Again, the scoring, if you win the match, it's a point. If you tie the match, it's a half point. That may be confusing a lot of people as to how you can get a half point. So the U.S. has some work to do. Ironically, one of the biggest comebacks in Ryder Cup history happened back in 1999 at Brookline when Ben Crenshaw was the American captain. Crenshaw is one of the designers of this golf course. He is here, and Meg Mellon said she may have to either borrow a speech from him or have him come in and speak to the team. Right, and, and uh, we've also, we don't have time to discuss the couple of rulings we've had to sit through the last couple yes. of days, but Crenshaw happened to be on the 16th tee when there was a big mess going on there yesterday afternoon with the last match. But uh, that's a whole other story. We don't have time for that, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to updating people on, on everything else here in the last segment here. Let's quick. hope there's no more uh, long discussions and rulings today. We'll come back. Jerry's going to take us on tour when we come back. This is Tee to Green. Listen carefully. First American Student Aid can now help consolidate your federal student loans. We can help lower your monthly payment on federal government student loans. Call us today. We'll review your situation and work towards consolidating your federal student loans. In many cases, we can lower your monthly payment in half or more. It doesn't matter how much you owe, how far behind you are on payments, or even if you are in default on your federal student loans. Call us right now to find out how we can lower your payment in half immediately. Plus, we can stop harassing phone calls, stop the wage garnishment, stop the tax liens, even remove your default status. Consolidate your federal student loans, lower your student repayments, and stop wage garnishments today. Call us now. We can help. 800-949-8707 Eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven. Eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven. Eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven. Prices are for base buildings only. May not be available in some areas. Attention business owners, do you want a stimulus package that really works? Before you spend thousands of dollars more than you should on your next building project, listen to this. General Steel has a stimulus package designed to help you save as much as half the cost of conventional construction on your next building. As much as half. That's right. General Steel can save you thousands of dollars with a pre-engineered steel building designed for your business or church. How about a 50 by 100 foot building for under $30,000? So don't pay thousands 
pounds more than you should without calling General Steel first and save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. With the projected demand for steel in Japan and China, prices may be skyrocketing. Call 800-965-1298. It's a fact. You can make thousands of dollars flipping houses. Discover the secret house flipping formula from Dave and Pete, the stars of A&E's number one hit show, Flipping Boston, for free. Hi, it's Pete and Dave. We're giving you our flipping formula for free. It's what we use to find the right house, flip it fast, and get paid. It's time to stop just talking about flipping houses and start doing it. Now is one of the best times in history. USA Today reported that you can make thousands of dollars in profit flipping houses. In New York City, the average profit was over 180 grand. Omaha, it's over 71,000 bucks. Lake Havasu, Arizona, the profit per flip was $87,000. And we're going to show you how we do it for free. Stop dreaming. The houses are there. The opportunity will never be better. And for a limited time, the flipping formula is free. Call now, 877-272-3480 for your free flipping formula strategy guide DVDs. Just pay processing. That's 877-272-3480. Fastest hour in radio, the quickest hour in golf. It's Tita Green live from the 2013 Solheim Cup, Parker, Colorado. Jay and Jerry, we're not done yet. Jerry's here to take us on tour. The uh, men are playing at the Wyndham Championship in Greensboro prior to the FedEx playoffs, which start next weekend. Patrick Reed and John Ha are tied for the lead at minus 10. Uh, there's a threesome uh, a shot back, including Jordan Spieth trying to win his second uh, event on his rookie year, and Zach Johnson, who's uh, had a pretty good stretch here. And uh, we're limited with our resources here on location. The Dick Sporting Goods Open on the Champions Tour is going on uh, in Endicott, New York. I'm sure there's a leader. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who it is. Here's what's going on here. Europe won day one, five to three, and then they capped off yesterday with a five and a half, two and a half day victory after winning the afternoon 4-0. So it's ten and a half to five and a half. Lewis, Creamer, Lang, and Pressel leading off the uh, Americans against Nordquist, Hall, Munoz, and Saganda. So that, on paper, looks good. Saganda's a wild card, horrible on Friday, very good yesterday afternoon. So we don't know how she's going to play. And then, if it gets interesting later in the day and things get tight, uh, Meg Mallet has Angela Stanford and Christy Kerr anchoring, and there's... You can't ask for two more solid, experienced players at the end of your lineup if it's close at the end of the day. And they'll be going up against Beatrice Ricari and Kareen Ishe. The, 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 the best match, really, could be Masson versus Thompson in match number nine today. But it's going to be hard for the Americans to overcome that head wall match. Pedersen Wall in the middle. Golf matches today will be all over the Golf Channel. Enjoy, won't you? And we'll talk to you next week from the Howard W. Messini Mile High Shootout. Thanks to Mike Wan. Till next time, get them long, get them straight.